It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak, and I am one day late this week. Although well, I finally got it to rhyme nicely. So, hi, I'm your host, Brett Levy. And for those of you that are a bit confused, maybe got a notification to say that uh, I'm now live. Um, yes, it is Thursday today, it's not Wednesday. Um, well, technically, it is still Wednesday in the United States. So, for them, it's Wednesday. Um, but I actually got myself truly and uh, helplessly uh, sidetracked because of Amazon Prime Day. Um, I went down a rabbit hole of great deals and great offers. And that. So I thought I'd prepared the show. I'm going to do the show. Um, and I'm going to just do it on Thursday and see what happens. So, uh, yeah, bear with me. Um, it's, as I said, one day late, but better late than ever, as they always say. So in Things with AZ... And I have to just pause for a second. I don't know if you noticed, if you are watching the show as opposed to just listening to it. Um, SMA TV, our sponsors or broadcast partners, um, have changed the logo. So I don't have a little blue logo down at the bottom. We've now got a red one. And there's actually a multicolored one as well. But it clashed with some of my slides. So I just went with the red. So, uh, yep, so new logo, same show. And off we go with things with a Z. So I mentioned that I got distracted by Amazon Prime Day. Now, there's a whole story to that. My TV is actually, well, one of my TVs is actually broken. Um, I can't get aerial signal through it anymore. Um, it's just not doing anything. And the only way I can watch something is if I use my Apple TV or my Google TV. Now, my Google TV is in another room, in a guest room, and it's being used on that TV. My Apple TV is downstairs on my main TV. So my bedroom TV is now just a really big piece of glass that turns pink and green every now and then. Um, done a bit of research, checked the HDMI cables, all, all the things that, that Google tells me to do. It's not fixing. But if you tolerate every now and then it just kind of crashing or going all the pink or green, then as I said, I can use a streaming device. So I dug out my Amazon Fire TV, which if you're watching, you can see a little picture, but like Google TV, it's a dongle that plugs in um, and has a remote. And I thought, well, let me see if this works on the TV. Now, it's quite interesting. So the answer is, yes, it does work. But yes, and that was quite interesting. And I've had actually reviewed or discussed this before when it comes to charges, that not all charges are equal. And this was case in point. I had a USB-C cable that was, uh, sorry, USB micro cable that was already connected in the room where the TV is. So I thought, well, I'll just plug it into the Fire TV and we'll be good to go. And what happened was it just booted up. If you have a Fire TV, you'll know that sound I'm talking about. And then it kind of petered out again. Um, it it kind of went into a loop. That's, you know, so... I was like wondering, well, I don't know if I've done something wrong. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the TV's like really on the end of its its, its legs now. Um, and then I realized that I might not be powering it on proper power. So I actually took the Amazon TV, Fire TV charger that it comes with, and I plugged it into the cable, and I plugged it in, into separate dedicated power, and it's working. So just a lesson, you know, before you go throwing away cables or throwing away devices, make sure you're using the factory-supplied um, charger. Now, this is an interesting discussion, right, because the EU has now decided that USB-C is the only format, and we spoke about this with the iPhone. 
um, and what they're going to do with regards to their phones in that market because they won't be able to use their lightning port. So um, bear that in mind that not all cables are created equal and actually you still have to read the device that even if it says USB-C, it might require more power than just the 5 volt or 5 watt rather that, that comes on, on some of the standard um, little chargers because I think this was actually a 9 watt. So yeah, um, Fire TV to the rescue. Um, I must say it's been a while since I've used the Fire TV and after using Google TV now, I can see that there's quite a, a similar interface. I'm not sure who copied who, um, but the navigation was quite similar. Um, a lot of apps on there that I didn't, I haven't seen before, like especially on the entertainment side of things and the TV side of things. So if you're in the market for um, a streaming device, um, the only one I haven't got and actually haven't reviewed is Roku. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong or bad with Roku. I've just never played with it and don't have one in the mix of my toy box. Um, I still think, though, that my ranking would still be Apple TV first, then my Google TV, and then the Fire TV. Um, and that's just because you know a lot of my home automation is also Google. Yes, I am an Apple user and an Apple fanboy, but I have spoken about it many times that my house and my business runs on Google. Um, so yeah, Apple Fire TV, uh, great, uh, probably the cheapest actually of the devices. And again, it was Amazon Prime Day for the last two days. For those of you that are listening live in America, you've still got time. time I think it's like 20 bucks to pick one up um, online at, at Amazon Prime. So yeah, uh, sorry for everyone else in Australia. It's too late for you. But um, if you're in the States or you're using my shopping, and having it delivered, you can pick one up in the States and have it sent over. Postage would probably cost you more than it's worth. Um, so just pay the normal price. But the one thing I do want to point out, there are different types of Apple TVs. Uh, sorry, uh, Fire TVs. You have the light, you have the normal Fire TV, for, and then you have the 4K. And they're obviously different prices. Now, the light, I think, has voice control, but the buttons... Um, on the remote, there's a lot less buttons, and you don't have the dedicated Netflix and Prime Video. Um, and then there's the normal one, the one that I've got in the picture on the screen, which is the one I have, which has the dedicated channel buttons as well, um, and the Alexa voice, and it works really well. Um, and then there's the 4K, which is the same as this one, but obviously for 4K content. So that is things with AZ, and on to tech news. So OpenC. Um, we now, so I talk about NFTs and NFT marketplaces, but equally I talk about scams and being hacked and all these good things. Unfortunately, it's OpenSea's turn. Um, it's a very popular NFT marketplace. If you didn't know what they do, this is where you would buy or trade, um, NFTs. And they've issued a warning that 1.8 million of their users' emails may have been compromised. Now, when someone said may have been compromised, you have been compromised. It's generally what it is. No one's going to go out there and fly a red flag when they think you've been compromised. Um, so if you do trade in NFTs and or if you do use OpenSea, this might be the time that you want to go and set up two-factor authentication if you haven't already done so. And or maybe just have a look at your credentials if need be even change your email address that you use on your OpenSea account. It's just a warning. Um, yeah. I don't have an OpenSea account, so I'm not too perturbed. Uh, 
famous friend, Mr. Musk. So Elon has apparently, or is not apparently, he has reneged on his Twitter deal. I kind of did say this was going to happen when they first announced the Twitter deal. I don't know where the $44 billion valuation comes from. I don't think too many people know where the $44 billion valuation comes from. Um, and I think that when Elon woke up the next day and cleared whatever things he'd used to celebrate the night before for the deal, I don't think Elon realized where the $44 billion valuation comes from either. So he's been spending the last few months trying to get out of this deal and hiding behind bots and a number of fake accounts and all the things that he would use um, to try to get out of the deal. And it looks like they've both legaled up. Um, Twitter's going to make sure that he does pay and all there's some form of compensation. And uh, Elon's going to try and, if anything, if he is going to have to go through with this deal, he's definitely going to try and renegotiate the price. Uh, I can say that the shares have gone down, I think it was, what, 30% of, uh, 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 based on all of this. Um, so, Yeah more doom and gloom in the stock market if you're playing there. But let's see how this plays out. It's becoming a little bit of a, you know, this might become a reality TV show out there. Uh, Apple lockdown mode. So we spoke about um, OpenSea being hacked and uh, two-factor authentication. Apple lockdown mode is kind of like that. It's that little cyanide pill that, you know, assassins carry with them when they've been caught and they're going to be questioned and they, now take this pull, and then that's it. It's obviously tickets. This is the most serious of the lockdown modes that you can get on a phone. So what is it? Basically, if you think that you've been targeted or cyber attacked or hacked, you activate Apple, Apple lockdown mode, and your phone kind of becomes just one up from a brick. Basically, you can make phone calls. None of your apps are going to work properly. Um, everything's just going to yeah, it's just going to kind of stop working. So the question is, why would you use it? Well, in my opinion, you wouldn't and you shouldn't. Um, well, it's only my opinion. There's a lot of security experts out there that feel that it might actually be more trouble than it's worth because once you activate it and everything stops working on your phone, um, the hoops you're going to have to try and jump through to undo it are going to probably be more painful than whatever was hacked on your phone. And remember, Apple iPhones generally don't get hacked and they're not really spyware and um you know malware um or spyware and malware sorry aren't really successfully implemented or executed on those devices so it goes back to the rule of thumb don't go do anything on dodgy sites don't go well don't go visit dodgy sites have a dedicated device for your dodgy sites um, and a dedicated network use a 4g connection with a little dongle Use a computer or phone if that's your preference um, and do what you need to do on the dodginess full sites of the world to your heart's content, but don't do it in your main device. It's just going to cause problems for you. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays. The main reason with Apple lockdown device or lockdown mode was basically on, in response to the fact that there's, I think it's an Israeli company um, that has now successfully penetrated um, Apple iPhones for the FBI and other um, uh, bodies or intelligent agencies. So this is Apple's way of basically trying to make sure that the phone is really not um, penetrable. So there's that. So, um, yeah, what else we got? Um, okay, so speaking of security um, and the FBI, 
they've warned people that they've warned now that people are using deep fakes to apply for work from home jobs. So when I first read this article, I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. If you're watching the show, you'll see up on the screen, I've got a real guy and a deep fake uh, Tom Cruise guy. Uh, and if you look at the picture, it's really good. I mean, this guy's good. Like he's, he, the deep fakes work really well. So why is this happening? Well, with us working from home for the last two years, um, your interview has been via Zoom or Teams or WebEx or whichever it is. So the ability to create a deep fake um, and even one step further, an AI deep fake um, is happening. People are now applying for jobs where, you know, they can just be interviewed or apply online and maybe put pictures online and so on. Um, and then, you know, using that to get work and then from there, they're now inside the company. And once they're inside the company, well, they can do all kinds of things. So, you know, corporate ID databases, um, things like that, personal information, email addresses, ask OpenSea. These can obviously all be stolen and hacked. So just be careful. Um, some of the telltale signs that you, you you are interviewing a deep fake would be like the voice spoof doesn't quite work. Like the audio sometimes doesn't sync um, with the voice when you're asking questions. Um, and then if someone's, if, if there's a, a sneeze um, or a cough, it's not always reflected in the visuals, right? So if the person's speaking, but the visual that you're seeing is different and they sneeze and you don't see the face sneezing, chances are it's probably a deep fake. Now, this next story freaks me out a little bit. Why is it on the technology show? Well, I don't know. Um, maybe it's just because it came across my tech networks or uses technology to create it. But the Swedish company has offered a plant-based burger. I'm going to stress the word plant-based burger. That tastes like human meat. Okay, let's just stop there for a second, right? And again, I'm still not sure why I have this on here. Um, now, my first question, so the company is called Oomph, O-U-M-P-H, and they did this during Halloween last year as a campaign that they were going to put this human meat tasting burger up and if you are watching the show you see the guy's got his black gloves and he's got what looks like oozing juices and they're coming out of it um but my question here is how do we know what human meat tastes like like that's just the question right and i mean i think i probably put the story up here because of the deep fakes and i was like well that's a deep fake and here's a fake about human meat it is fake they're not cooking up people for you to eat. It is plant-based. I'm going to say that again. It's plant-based. Um, it went viral. It smashed so many different um, Reddit channels and that as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, why? That's just the question. Anyway, I think that's enough of tech news. And let's move on to some fun things. So are you game? So probably another reason why I got distracted this week was regard, besides blaming Apple, uh, I mean, Amazon Prime Day was this game. So I played Summerist 3. Now, this is not the first game that I featured by Amanita Design, which is the studio that did this. Um, about a month ago, I featured Creeks, which I'm actually still playing as well. So I said I'd still be playing it. I am still playing it. Um, but Summerist 1 and 2 were very good games. They were intriguing games. Summerist 3 is just, it's just beautiful. It is an absolutely Beautifully designed game. Uh, if you if you're looking at the if you're watching the show, you'll see I've put some screenshots up. You're this little like alien dude with it looks like he's wearing almost sleepwear. There are no instructions, so you literally 
in a building and you arrive and you've just got to figure everything out zooming in um, rotating finding one guy to get something from him so if you actually if you're watching i'll give a little bit of a hint there's a picture of a guy in the one scene there. he's holding like a mushroom he's got a little baskety thing on his backpack he's quite important i'll just put it out there took me a while to figure him out uh, definitely a game that you want to wear a headset with the the sounds and the music and the ambience and the background is just amazing now summer s3 is actually free on apple arcade i don't know if this is for a temporary period of time um you have to pay for it on android you can buy it on iphone as well i think it's about six or seven dollars uh australian um and then you can get it on steam as well so there's a pc version i don't know what that costs um uh, but i mean for me as you know i view I, I review a lot of my games of apple arcade uh being a mobile gamer um but if you have got apple arcade this is definitely one of the games to download and get. And I don't actually know how that works. As long as your subscription's in play and you've already downloaded it, if they take it off Apple Arcade, I don't know if it disappears. Um, it's a very good question. I should find that out. Um, but absolutely beautiful game. Uh, I'm hooked. As I said, I've found myself playing with it instead of doing other things. It's one of those games that's actually very easy to distract. However, that being said, because of the soundtrack behind it, um, you might actually want to put dedicated time aside. Take an hour, put your headset on, immerse yourself into this little world. Um, it's actually quite a big world. This is going to be one of those games that's going to take me a long time to finish um, because, as I said, you've got to you've got to figure stuff out. There is auto-saves. Just remember to keep saving your game. You'll see there's a little star icon when you hit it. It opens like all these empty slots, and that's where you you save your game. Just tap one of the empty slots and it will save your progress. And believe me, you want to do that because if you don't and you figure out all these steps that you have to go through um, and you have to do it all over again, and that's a lot of time wasted. So, yeah, Summerist 3 um, it has been version 1 and 2. I don't think you need to play 1 and 2. Um, this is kind of like if 1 was 1D, this is 3D. You know what I mean? And they've added a couple of things to it. You don't need to play 1 and 2 to, to take the benefit of... Um, or, or, sorry, to be able to play three. So, yeah, Summer is three, um, definitely worthy of, of uh, Are You Game? And that will then bring us to Q&A. So what have we got channel questions? Um, oh, I actually remember reading this, and uh, definitely an easy one. So the question was, how to play Apple Music across multiple Google speakers? And the reason I remember reading it was like people were actually talking about Apple Music across Google speakers, and... I always like finding ways where these two ecosystems do work. So it's actually really, really simple. First of all, let's start with the Google speakers. So whether you've got the mini or the big Nest speaker or, the, or a combination of both or even the display, um, you have to have the Google Home app. It just doesn't work otherwise. I shouldn't be telling you this. If you didn't know that, then I'm clearly going to think that your speakers don't work at home. So what you do is, first of all, Ask Google to play a song or whatever it is on one of the speakers, wherever you are in the room, okay, or whichever room you're in. So get the song going first and go, oh, this is awesome. Maybe the whole house should benefit from it. Right. Then you open the Google Home app and you tap media. So media is along the top of it. There's media, there's broadcast, there's settings. I'm sitting here guessing when I could just actually open the Google Media Home and have a look. Yeah, so it's media broadcast the cameras if you've got cameras set up at settings so they're all on the top of the app 
So open, tap media, and then you'll find the controller for the content that's playing. And then once you've done that, you can actually tap the speakers and all your speakers that are ready to be paired or ready to be shared. So I've got four speakers or four display and or speaker combinations throughout the house. And you just tap the dots and voila, perfectly synced, perfectly timed. Um, and your Apple Music is now playing across multiple speakers. Now, I haven't tried this for Google Music or um, Amazon Music um, or Spotify. I see absolutely no reason why this would work because it would be exactly the same steps. If Spotify is your default, you'd play it on one of the speakers um, and then you would. In fact, I'm looking at the screen now. It says play music, select, um, select a device. So you can actually probably start playing from there as well. So um, definitely you can do it. It works really well, really seamlessly. Three little steps. And hopefully that answers that question for you. Well, that's all I have on Q&A. And that will take us to the end of the show. Um, let's go back out of our screen sharing. And I suppose that's one thing left to do. And that's uh, until next time, hopefully on Wednesday. Until next time.